This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studio in Palm Springs, California, where it's gorgeous today, isn't it? Just, I think it's Perfect 70 weather. degrees outside, yeah. not a breath of wind, sunny. We're lucky here. We're a very bit of spoiled. A cool. A cool Air breeze. Yeah. yeah. Snow like, in the mountains around. No, My gosh. <laughs> loving it. Perfect. Loving it. Loving it. And this show is, I'm just so blessed, honestly, to have a platform to be able to extend my classroom. I am gifted in the sense that I get to live a life and, and work in a career that I would seriously, I would do it for free. If I did not need to work, I would still teach. I would still share knowledge and I would learn. Loving, love of learning is my number one character strength. And I'm, I just jump at any opportunity to get out there and learn about health and wellness and cars and whatever else <laughs> movies and I don't know whatever hobbies and other other things mm, you gardening, know, gardening mulching sure yeah yeah I'm <laughs> composting now sure <laughs> so by day uh, and by week I am a teacher in high school um, I've pioneered and written and, and put together nutrition education courses I teach nutrition and health and wellness to high school students. I teach about the macronutrients of the body, but I also teach uh, recipes and cooking and some gardening tips as well. And I also built a functional medicine health and wellness academy uh, where I teach integrative holistic health and healing and wellness to students who have aspirations of going on to become doctors and nurses and psychiatrists psychiatrists and clinicians and surgeons and you name it. And so the goal there was really to make sure that people going into healthcare had at least one year of advanced nutrition education because there's so many of us that are passing away due to a lack of nutrition knowledge, what I call nutritional ignorance. And so they go to their doctors and it's sad because doctors going through medical school, and I know this because I have a lot of friends who are doctors, doctors going through medical school and residency receive at most a week of nutrition education. And I get it. They have a lot to learn and they need to learn about medicine. They need to learn about prescriptions and, and how to avoid uh, you know, death and how to heal people and bring them back. But there's so much focus on acute care and we need to really dial that back because people aren't dying from acute problems anymore um, as far as immediate illness or threat to the body through gunshot wounds and car accidents and things like that. Yes, it happens. And we're in a great place to be in the in society now with technology to be able to heal people immediately with acute care symptoms. But 80 to 90% of what doctors treat are chronic diseases that develop over lifetime and they're not trained in reversing and preventing chronic diseases. And it's sad. I think that your type of teaching should be 
taught across the board. It should be part of the curriculum, math, science, nutrition. Right. It should. It, uh, again, it's my opinion because <laughs> you know. I'm sure I, you're not alone in that opinion either. You're teaching it to physicians, and that's great, or pre-physicians, and and they can pass on the knowledge to their 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 patients and, and help them heal not only writing a prescription but with knowledge, and right. that's great. Yeah. But if your type of class was taught across the board, then the patient, the future patient, um, would be a patient no more. Right. Yeah. And the physicians would only be needed. Now, this country has a shortage in physicians. And in all areas. In, in all of areas. Healthcare. They Specifically do. Specifically mental and, health. <laughs> and, and I know this firsthand because of my, my previous life I call it before I retired (laughs) (laughs) and and uh and it's in all areas nurses doctors all 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 areas of of healthcare. and so if if your type of teaching was done on a regular curriculum or added to a regular curriculum Mm -hmm. then then I believe that the need would reduce for physicians because they wouldn't be so taxed out in dealing with these things that we would be doing self-care on. Right. True. And, you know, let's face it, this country, you know, as far as where our money is spent, mm-hmm. healthcare takes the lion's share and we, yes. we just can't afford it anymore. Yeah. We, yeah. we couldn't have afforded it 10 years ago and it's worse now and yeah. it's getting worse. So we're going to have to do something. And I, you know, I've said this for a while, this country's really good at doing the right thing but it's only after we've exhausted all of the wrong things for a long time until we're backs against the wall. And mark my words, you know, in some time in the near future, not too distant future, Mm -hmm. something like this class that I teach is going to be made mandatory across the country because we just can't afford for everyone to graduate school and have no knowledge of where their food comes from or how to cook or how to cope with their mental health and have coping mechanisms to deal with stress and anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. We just can't mm-hmm. afford it. And I, I agree with you 100%. I, th- I think what you teach in, at some point, and there's someone very special in my life that has a saying of pulling back the curtain. Mm-hmm. And this, and I find that the U.S. is very good and has very pretty curtains. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and very thick, very thick curtains yes, that you can't yeah. even—they're not even sheer. Tough they're, to pull back. <laughs> and and um, you know, I. But at some point, at some point, we're all faced with having to pull back the curtain, whether it's in ourselves yeah. or in our families, yeah. or and and you have to come to you know come to an understanding that living the same way and doing the same old thing and expecting a different result as Crazy. we all know yeah. is a definition of madness yeah. but yeah so let's talk about i, I want to share with you about a growth mindset versus a limiting mindset now alexandra is I, i'm inspired by you constantly oh. Um, you're very successful because you believe you are okay. successful. Mm-hmm. And when you meet that person and you meet somebody, you're instantly inspired by the person who you can tell by the look in their eyes that failure is just something that happens on your way to success. <laughs> oh, that's a good lesson. Right? They're great. That it's not an end. You know, failure mm-hmm. is not a period. It's a comma. 
I always <laughs> considered my failures, if, if you can call them failures, they were my building stones to my steps. Right. To climb that ladder exactly. to yeah. where I wanted to be. And my definition of success. Which, yeah, which you're defining what I want to talk about is a growth mindset. So when you, when you look up a growth mindset, it's believing that your most basic abilities can be developed and cultivated through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just a starting point, but this view inspires a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishments. Mm. And just kind of knowing that it's possible for you having this growth mindset. And I do listen to a lot of motivational speakers myself because I, I need that guidance as well. And it's great to do. have mentors. <clears throat> so I want to talk and share about belief and how belief drives behavior, but also our words and our self-talk. Uh, in this hour, I'm really just going to be focusing a ton on mental health and positive mental health and truly loving yourself and learning to fall in love with yourself again. Mm. So... I, I want to share this initial quote, and I just want it to ring for you. So just listen to these words. It's very short, but it's very powerful. Those who believe they can and those who believe they can't are both usually right. I love that quote. <laughs> I love that quote. Isn't that a great one? I believe that's a quote that every parent needs to, that, that's like the first, forget mama dada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Forget mama a, dada. A two-year-old, those who believe they can. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I can walk, I can be potty trained. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I can, I can. Yes, I can. I agree. I, I, yeah. that, I love that quote. I love it. You know, you just <laughs> reminded me of something my mom, my mom did not let me say the word can't. Oh, mine too. Wouldn't let me say it. She said, can't means won't. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just, if you're saying you can't do it, you're just saying you won't do it. It's not that you can or cannot. You're just saying you won't. Yeah, that and there's no such thing as being bored. Only boring people. <laughs> uh, when she told me that. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, I passed that on to my daughter and I, you know, because she would say can't uh, growing up and still does sometimes. And, you know, and I yeah. would say that when she was very young. Can't means won't. Exactly. I don't want to hear it. I don't like that word. It doesn't, it's not part of our vocabulary here in this family. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So our mind, and and I said this in last week's show in kind of a closing segment, and it came up that um, the quote of our mind is like a supercomputer. And I can't take credit for it. I, I heard it from a mentor of mine. His name is Jim Quick. And he got it (laughs) from a book about the psychology of running. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And I really just want this to stay with you, that our mind is like a supercomputer or like a smartphone or whatever. Uh, Some type of technological device that is incredibly powerful. And the programs that our supercomputer mind will run are the words that we speak and the thoughts that we think. Mm -hmm. And it's so incredibly true to the point to where you really need to be careful about your thoughts and what you say. And I say this because as a teacher in the classroom, I hear this constantly from my students, um, this limiting belief Mm -hmm. uh, or the limiting thoughts of, oh, I can't, I can't learn that. Oh, it's too much. I can't do this and I can't do that. And I hear can't a lot Mm -hmm. in the classroom. And it's frustrating to me. 
And just recently, just this past week, I had to stop teaching the class uh, on the subject I was on and just go on kind of a little rant about be careful what you say. Yeah, be careful what you're saying. Because what you say is what you are. You know, you you believe. So it's important that you believe, you know, it's important what you believe. Let me put it that way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you'll never be greater than the belief of where you're at. You're not going to accidentally surprise yourself and become super successful beyond your description of yourself. You're not going to say, oh, I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know I was going to be president. Oh, wow. Well, maybe that did happen. I don't know. Don't talk about that. (laughs) We're not going to talk politics. Uh, So, you know, and so it's important to kind of build this self-image and build the type of life that you would want in your mind Mm -hmm. and build the level of success. And so for my students, I would ask them like, okay, do you want to be a successful student? Do you believe that it's possible for you to have straight A's in all your classes? And they think for a minute and they go, um, yeah, I, I guess. Why not? Why not, right? Why not start there? So if you... And it really matters on how high you aim, Mm. right? So I need to talk more about this. I'm going to tease you with that. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to come back with a thought to digest, another inspiring quote to kind of stir the soul. Stay with us. you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studio, Palm Springs, California. Follow us on Instagram at tatetalks.radio. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, Jason Tate, and LinkedIn as well. If you have questions, feel free to call into the station 760-544-TALK, which is 8255. Having a conversation here with Alex, Alexandra, about uh, my students and a conversation I had with them this week because it's the end of the semester and I have a handful of students just really struggling with their grades and in danger of failing a semester of my class. And I have some students look at me because I was passing out some failing notices to students and uh, the others were looking at me like, how is that possible? Mm. You just need to be here, you know, and do the work. And and it's not that my class is incredibly challenging and it's not, I mean, the people that don't show up, they're really the only ones who, you know, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to struggle. Um, but showing up and being there and being present. So there, there's a lot of conflicting factors. One, kids are addicted to their phones and it's very difficult to focus and understand and learn when you're addicted to your phone. But there's a deeper issue that goes beyond that because if you address this deeper issue, like functional medicine, the root cause, then you're going to, the, the rest will correct itself. Mm-hmm. And I, 
what I'm hinting at and getting to is the belief that they can be successful. So I have students coming to me who have not uh, achieved success or very much success academically throughout the years, and they just believe that they are a C or a D student. They believe Mm. this. And they go into tests thinking that I'm not a good test taker, and they believe it. You know, they'll carry that for the rest of their life. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and I've seen it. I've, I've seen it with, you know, my own staff that I've had to go in and correct their thinking before I can get decent work out of them. Right. You know, their resume is fantastic. Their background in education was great. And then they get into the office and I give them these tasks and all of a sudden they're their own worst enemy and their mm-hmm. work product suffers. And because they believe these limiting beliefs or they don't hold themselves to a higher standard. And so, you know, I, I shared with the students, you know, C or better. So A's, B's and C's is passing. Mm. But if you aim for a C, you might get a D and you might fail Mm -hmm. and be dropped from the program. So why not aim for the A? Even if you aim for the A and you miss the chance of you missing so hard and getting a D is unlikely. Right. And so, you know, there's the saying, of course, you aim for the stars. Even if you miss, you might land on the moon. That's not a bad deal, right? So (laughs) aiming high is part of this. And believing that you can be successful is so important. And truly believing it to the point to where it becomes a subconscious mantra of yours so that consciously you go throughout your day knowing that you can be successful. And you make conscious decisions based upon the programming of your subconscious, which Mm -hmm. is what I'm talking about in this segment of the show. So a thought to digest. I love this part. (laughs) (laughs) I don't share these ahead of time with Alex. She just likes to hear them. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting. (laughs) This one, and I don't know the author of this one, but this one is, we don't get in life what we want. We get in life what we deserve. Hmm. And sometimes they're one of the same. <laughs> That's my only addition. <laughs> and a four-letter word that a lot of people have trouble with, a lot of people have trouble with this four-letter word, is work. Mm. Got to put in the work sometimes. And you have to know yourself. You know, and I, and I share this with my students. If you struggle studying, if you struggle learning, if you have a learning disability or you have learning challenges, you just have to work harder. Mm. And you can still or achieve or smarter, but more and more efficiently. Right. But don't right. just fail yourself and don't go into your mind and be like, no, I can't do it. That's great. Don't fail yourself. I like that one. Okay. Don't fail yourself. <laughs> and, and that, I mean, you know, uh, it's no, no secret when I came to DUS, I didn't speak any English. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you overcame know, so many challenges. And in, 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 in and that's really what you just said struck a chord because that's one thing that, that I've always had in my mind is don't fail yourself. Don't let these obstacles become, you know, things that stop you in your tracks. Yeah. You know, yeah. if there's a wall, you know, get a hammer and start chipping away at it right. or throw a rope over it, go over it. Right. You don't fail yourself. I, I love that. That's Good. great. All right. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're <so> <laughs> <laughs> Another um, idea and concept that I shared and, and talked about with my students this week is, you know, you are what you say you are. Mm-hmm. And if you go into tests and say, I'm not a good test taker, 
then you're not miraculously going to be a good one. (laughs) You've got to start believing that you are a great test taker. And there is a technique to this, and I have so much to share. I, I want to share with you the technique of overcoming these limiting beliefs and gaining some confidence and really just kind of getting out of the fog and out of the hurricane or the storm of what some would call failure and getting into a clear place of success and the path to personal empowerment. So stay with us. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Jason Tate here with you live in the studios, Palm Springs, California. And we're talking about self-talk. We're talking about personal empowerment And I was sharing some stories about working with my students. Um, I'm a high school biology teacher turned nutrition teacher and medical-based nutrition therapy teacher. And I help to inspire these young future healthcare workforce to want to prevent disease and reverse disease through diet and lifestyle modifications. Uh, And I also work as a functional medicine certified health coach and yeah, and a radio show host <laughs> <laughs> and do some public speaking on the side. <laughs> and a great dad and a great Aww. husband. <laughs> yes, I love my family. Mm. My baby girl who is 12 and kind of, she's Knocking definitely 12. The door. <laughs> she's definitely 13. a preteen. Yeah. Um, I know she loves me, but she doesn't show it on her face. <laughs> she does just, sometimes. Just remember your child. <laughs> <laughs> The next few years are going to be long ones. <laughs> anyway, back to back to the story here. Um, so, with regard to test taking and and this apply this to your life. Uh, maybe you're not at the age where you're taking tests. Maybe you are. You struggle with remembering people's names, or you struggle with whatever it is at your job that you that you've just resigned and said, I can't do that, mm-hmm. or I'm not good at that. And you've defined yourself, okay? So we live, Tony Robbins talks about us being the most powerful human force is being consistent within the boundaries of how you define yourself. And you'll never go beyond those boundaries. To give you an example, I'm gonna come back to the story with my students and test taking, but to give you an example of boundaries, I, uh, I grew up very athletic and I still am very athletic and I'm, um, I've been good at sprinting and jumping in pretty much any sport that involves a ball. Uh, so, and I was very lucky and blessed to have this natural athletic ability. However, I've always been 
mm, envious of people who can run long distances. And I wanted to be able to do it, but I defined myself as a sprinter. And I even went as far as to, to, to learn about the biology of muscle structures and fast twitch fibers and slow twitch fibers and super fast twitch fibers and that whole thing. And so I, I literally believed that I was incapable of running long distances, that I was a sprinter. Hmm. And so I caught myself telling somebody that. And it was around the time that I had been talking to others about limiting belief and defining your boundaries and yourself. And I thought, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to redefine this. And a lot of it came from an inspiration of another mentor of mine, somebody I follow named David Goggins, who went from morbidly obese to being an ultra marathon runner running 200 mile races and that type of thing. And so, and now he's an inspiration for many, many people um, and went through Navy SEAL training and Army Ranger and the whole bit. And he's, he's a very, very um, incredibly healthy and strong individual. He has a book called Can't Hurt Me, which is incredible as well. So watching him and seeing him go through that, I just said, you know what? I can do this. I'm mm. What I need to do is get listen to myself and all of my excuses. And my excuses were it hurts when I run long distance. It hurts my knees. It hurts my ankles, which I've had ankle surgery and I've had a lot of sports injuries. And it hurts my back. It hurts, it hurts, hurts. So, okay, so what should I do about that? What do people do to overcome these pains in their body? Well, they either run barefoot Mm. in the grass or they get shoes that are meant for running that fit their body and fit their profile. Mm -hmm. And so I spent some time finding the right running shoes for me. And now I can go run two miles, three miles. You know, I may not run the entire time, but I can start, I can run distance now. And I'm not running 150 mile races or anything. And I have no aspirations of doing that, (laughs) but I'm happy that I can just get up and go and run for a mile. And it, I've defined myself as learning to be able to run distance. I will never say to anyone ever again that I can't run distance. Mm. And here I did this when I was in my (laughs) forties. I was kind of late in that. It's never too late. It's never too late. (laughs) Right. You're right. So um, defining that boundary and the students who say, but I'm not a good test taker. I stop them right there. I'm like, that's where you need to start the process of beginning to be a good test taker. You've got to stop saying it and also thinking it because Mm -hmm. if you think it, then you've already said it. So start there and redefine. Catch yourself as you're starting. I'm not... I'm getting better at test taking because as Jim Quick says, another mentor, memory is not something you have. It's something you do. Mm. Test taking is not something you have. You're not a good test taker or a bad test taker. It's something you do. And because it's something you do, you can practice and you can learn the skills and you can get better at it. And you, be, you can become the best test taker by learning the strategies and the skills. And you, you can have the best memory. You can remember everyone's name you've ever met 
if you know that it's a strategy, it's something you do, it's not something you have. So think about your limiting belief. Think about something where you've kind of put a wall up and defined yourself and think, is this an action? Is this something that I do? Or is this something I have? Now, I am not necessarily going to be taller, not that I would want to be. There are certain physical limitations, but as far as mental limitations, there are none. So what do you think about that, Alex? Well, I, I think we all have our challenges. Sure. And you hit upon one of mine. I am, you know, horrible <laughs> at remembering people's names, and I know that about myself. So as we were talking about in the break, um, if I find that I have a challenge in something, I either find a solution that's already been conjured up or I create one. Mm -hmm. And uh, what somebody else has conjured up already may not work for me, just like with your shoes. You have to find the ones that fit for you. Um, And that's something that I've done all my life is I have identified in me that somebody else's solution does not necessarily work for me. So, um, and I get told by my friends and families because I think so strangely, but we won't go there. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Um, I, I just, I find that I, I need to tweak a lot of the solutions that are out there. And, and I do that well for myself. And I do that for myself. Right. So that now, now names. Let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. You just said that you're horrible at remembering names. But I never forget a face. Ever. Okay, and you won't mm-hmm. because you believe you won't ever forget a mm-hmm. face. But what if you said I'd never forget a name? I and that's that's how I've. <laughs> you understand this. what I'm yes, saying? Yes, that's exactly you know one of the 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 ways that I, I've corrected this is is I've say to myself when I meet that person I'm not going to forget their name or this is not a name I'm going to forget. Right. Um, and sometimes I even find myself saying it out loud. Oh, you know, when I meet someone, it's like, oh, Jim, that's a name I'm never going to forget. And Good. I don't. That's a strategy. Exactly. See, that's exactly. a strategy right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. important that you bring that. And, and <laughs> nobody's perfect. We all, exactly. you know. And another recent limiting belief of mine that I am working to overcome <laughs> 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 because it's a process. Life is a process is forgiveness. Mm, same. I've said for years, and because I said it, I believed it, that I struggle to forgive, that I have a hard time forgiving. Mm-hmm. And the reason I gave it was I'm so hard on myself that I have a hard time forgiving myself if I ever make a mistake or whatever. And that's because of that that I have a hard time forgiving other people as well. But how? awful like i think about that now as i'm saying it how how terrible what a what a bad seed to plant in my own mind Mm. that i've said to myself and and for those of you who have experienced the true beauty of forgiveness why deny that honestly Mm. why deny yourself this liberation that comes with forgiveness. And so I'm working to be better at forgiveness and I want it to be one of my greatest strengths. It's a work in process. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it is, it's a muscle that you have to exercise. It really is. It doesn't 
there's it doesn't come natural to a lot of people myself included yeah well yeah. thankfully there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> <laughs> right and, and one of the things that that i wanted to say is something that comes up all the time with me and and is the like alex how you don't have any challenges you've succeeded everything you've ever done and uh, although it's true and I, i'm not trying to you know be all that but it's true I've, I've never really failed at anything that i've done not only have i not failed i've exceeded um and so when i tell the people that work with me work for me i too struggle i oh, do yeah. and yeah. there isn't a person on this planet that doesn't struggle with something in one way or another and it's how you overcome that defines you. right right it's true yeah and it's not it, it is how how you overcome it's more why you overcome and also believing you can oh i never doubt that i can yeah <laughs> and that's and that's what i when i described you when i talked about that person when you meet them and they're so inspiring because you can tell by the look in their eye they're not a person who would back down to anything and they believe that success is possible at all costs, mm-hmm. no matter what. Absolutely. And creativity is often the path to that as well, knowing oh, yeah. that you can be creative. And like you said before, and it might have been off air, but um, if there is not a solution available, you create one. You make one. And uh, they say there hasn't been anything new invented in the last, what, 100 years? It's just been reorganization of the same old, <laughs> same old. So the, the solution is out there. It's how you arrange the blocks. Right. Yeah, Exactly. Love it. All right. So growth mindset, opening up, redefining, allowing yourself to know that all things are possible for yourself, that, you know, accepting the things that you cannot change, changing the things you can, and having the wisdom to know the difference. (laughs) Um, So when goal setting and kind of organizing your life, setting yourself up for success, having these beliefs that it is possible for you and do do yourself a favor catch yourself when you start to say i can't or i'm not good at hit the brakes pump the brakes stop right there and instead of saying i am not good at this thing say i'm practicing at this or i'm working to get better at this thing i haven't been great in the past but i'm working to get better at it That's a good start. I'm not asking you to say, I'm the best at this, to go from, I can't do it. I'm asking you to take a step forward. It feels good in the body uh, when you say this. So coming up, empty your cup in our last little segment. And uh, yeah, stay with us. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studio. It's our last little piece for the week. I have, I'm going to share some pearls with you, some things to think about and really just kind of mull over and chew on as you go through your week and through your life, um, talking about you know, limiting beliefs and also having a growth mindset and overcoming these limiting beliefs. So um, a quote I want to share with you 
is by John Kabat-Zinn. And he, I love this one because it, it goes with the understanding that you're, you're not going to change your physical environment necessarily, but you can change how you think about it. So it goes like this. Uh, imagine, uh, and this isn't his quote, but I want you to imagine the ocean and I want you to imagine waves coming in from the ocean. Okay. So go there in your mind. Uh, and here's his quote. You cannot stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. <laughs> How do you then? Isn't that a good one? <laughs> That's a very good one. <laughs> can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. So surf, I'm telling you, surf in your life right now mm -hmm. and have some fun and catch yourself. If you're starting to say, I can't stop right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Be careful of your thoughts and be careful of your words. We define our lives uh, by what we say and what we think. So it's incredibly careful um, what you say and what you think. Power of positive thinking. Watch yourself, okay? And, and have others watch and help you. Mm. You know, if you are in a relationship or you're in your family, ask them. Say, hey, you know what? If I say this or if I do this thing, can you catch me? Can you let me know? Because that's a great, because these habits, they've been ingrained sometimes for years. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have somebody keep an eye out for you. I would do it. Yeah. For for somebody, if they said, you know what, if I if I ever say I can't do something, can you can you call me on that <laughs> <laughs> and say, hey, hey, <laughs> how can you reword that in a positive way? Yeah. So, what do you yeah, think? It's a retraining. I mean, we're not saying go out and get an electric collar, you know. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's definitely it's 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 retraining. It can be done. It can be done. I've I've personally helped other people do it and I've personally changed my own um, yeah. you know health wise I, I never thought that I was going to get my arthritis under control you know and I stopped painting um, for over 20 years Wow! I stopped because my hands I wanted to save them for computer work um, and but painting is one of the things I really really love and it, it calms me and brings me peace and I thought, that's it. I packed up my paints, oh, my easel, no. never again. Um, but, you know, luckily, um, you know, I, I came to the understanding that diet um, was a big, big diet oh, and stress. Yeah. Diet oh, and yeah. stress was one of the biggest contributing factors. And, and I think my better half, too, who... <laughs> you know, made me understand that. And, and the show. And, and the show, <laughs> and the show. And, and you, Jason, have, have uh, given me much, much food for thought as far as that's concerned. Thank you. And understanding how to make it even better. Um, and I actually brought my easel out. <gasps> and yeah, I know. It's exciting. And I, I, you know, I have, it's sitting in my living room right now and I'm going to start. And it's, Love that. I'm, it's, and it's an emotional thing for me. It is. Coming yeah. back to it. Yeah. But a lot of it was mind and, and this. And, but he can, you can, you can right. retrain. Yeah. You can. Beautiful. Yeah. And so um, visualization, you know, along with this power of positive thinking, I want you to understand, do some research on visualization. So as you are 
taking away these limiting beliefs and thoughts and you're retraining the way that you speak to yourself and you speak about yourself also kind of paint the picture to make no a pun. No pun intended <laughs> or intended. <laughs> um, one thing that I do for visualization is I have some pictures of, say, like the body type or body shape that I want. And they're inside my bathroom mirror, you know, my cabinet, um, so that I see them. And that's something that I believe I am capable of achieving. Mm-hmm. And there it's there as a reminder, like, this is, this is what I want. And, and keep so, it realistic. Though. And keep it realistic. Keep it realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah. it's something that I know I can achieve. Right. Don't don't go for those photoshopped photos. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Um, so visualization is the language that our brains understand, whereas they don't necessarily understand the speech component to mm-hmm. it. And you know this when you go to a foreign country and you don't speak the language and you're trying to use the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. And if you say, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? And and nobody can answer that question. But if you draw a picture of a bathroom on Mm -hmm. a napkin and you hold it up, they can tell you where to go. So this power visualization is incredibly important and it's a universal language that our body understands. Our body understands visualization more than the words that we speak. It's all around us. That's to add to the language of you defining what you're capable of and defining your beliefs and defining really your life. So add to that the power of visualization and drawings and pictures and daydream. Feel free to daydream. Please, we need to daydream a lot more. We really do. Well, funny you say that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't dream. But you can daydream. But I daydream. Okay, good. But I I've gone to sleep clinics. I it's been documented. I do not dream when I sleep. Interesting. I know. I'm one of one of like one billion people, whatever. But even and you do even go into REM sleep though, right? I don't dream. And I have a hard time going into REM sleep. Wow. Yeah. So another show. We can work on that. Um but um <laughs> and it never. Even as a kid, I've never I you know, I, we used to go to school and say, What did you dream about? But um, but daydreaming, I'm very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to close the show with another another quote, really important one. This is from Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. Okay, and it goes in line with uh, what, what I've been talking about in the last hour. Watch your thoughts, for they become your words. Watch your words, for they become your actions. Watch your actions because they become your habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. And watch your character because your character becomes your destiny. Nice. Wow. I love your quotes. (laughs) right. Thanks. (laughs) I love that I get to share them here and that we get to have a great uh, talk uh, around them and really just kind of build them into your life. So... Thank you so much for joining me here and Alexandra. And thank you again to my amazing guest, Gabrielle, who I had in the first hour of the show today. Here on Tate Talks, every week, we're here to inspire you, uh, provide some education, some awareness, to really just kind of guide you and inspire you to living that best life and sharing it. That's the beauty. Live your best life, share it with others. We'll see you next week.